here we are back again for the Bellow News podcast, straight from the Hodru Pyrenees. This is our podcast mini-series, and it is stage four today. We got done with a big day of climbing, Matt. And a lot of climbs. It uh, feels good to have this one behind us. Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, was a big one, four big climbs, um, sort of a really cool wild stage, and uh, definitely something nice to have, have in the books today. Yeah, so it was 122.7 kilometers, which actually compared to some of the stages we've already done, which are upward of 170K, this is a little short, but it still took a long time to get over all these climbs. Oh, yeah. Like Matt said, there were four, uh, Col d'Aspin, Col d'Azette. The Parasord. Col de Parasord. And then up the Portillon. Yeah, the Portillon. 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 Uh, we woke up to some kind of drizzly, rainy weather. It's the first time we've had to really deal with this here. And I would say we pretty much, it was an abject failure on our part in terms yeah. of uh, apparel choices. Yeah, we were we a were little bit rushed as usual to the start yep, line. Uh, last minute packing and in our fret. Chugging we, coffee. Chugging coffees. And yep. in our fret, we basically stepped outside and said, oh, it's wet today. And uh, decided that, well, we had no time. So we just had to get down to the start line and go for it. Um, brisk, cool, getting out of tarb was foggy and definitely a little bit grim. Yeah. A little low morale in the Peloton today. Yeah, it was wet, no doubt about it. And I think also, at least personally, I looked at this weather when we went outside and I assumed it was going to be like it was yesterday when mm. we climbed out of the clouds pretty quickly, leaving... Up and uh, over and dry. Yeah, when we left Poe, it, it was okay. We climbed up that awesome Spandell's climb and... Here and it are. all blew it's out nice and it was again. a beautiful yeah. sunny right, day. Right. Not so much. Not today. No, unfortunately not. So cold span, first climb of the day. It was fine on the way up for the most yeah. part, but boy, the descent was hairy. Oh, it was, it was totally wet. sucked in, foggy, wet. Foggy. Um, thank goodness the nice people at Ho Root explained to me how to use the little taillights that oh, they provide. We finally got to the bottom of it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm just stupid. Or we something. put our safety lights on the top. I mean, this it's was like, sucked in. You couldn't see 50 feet down the road. Right. You needed those lights. Basically, there's like a little thing you have to pull off. Yeah, that's sort of for saving the batteries, you know, while they're in the storage plastic. mode. Yeah. A little plastic yeah. piece you just peel off. Yeah. We didn't get that far the other day, but we couldn't figure it out. Well, we had the lights today and they worked. So yep. thank goodness. Yeah. Um, we obeyed our first rule of Haute Root Pyrenees, which Stay is alive. don't die yeah. on that descent. Uh, very, very foggy. Couldn't really see anything. Yep. We were really cold it by was the cold. time we got into the valley. Yeah, we were a little, little hypothermic. Not okay. ideal. Um, fortunately, that descent was not timed. It would have been right. totally crazy if it was. They decided to neutralize it that, uh, on, you know, basically on the day because it, it was been, such yeah. a hairy little um, fogged-in situation. So we got through the valley, and then it was on to the next time segment up the cold desert. Yeah. And then that followed... We followed that with the Col de Parasord, and uh, I'd say both of those were pretty good. A little, um, yeah, a little hard to warm back up on the Azet early on, but we definitely. got into a good groove. I and thought. the Azet was a beautiful climb, really one of those cool. smaller roads again. Yeah, um, definitely didn't lack for difficulty, but it had a lot of character to it again. Road sort of hanging off the side of the mountain there, and some really great views. So yeah, definitely a special treat for sure. Probably my favorite climb of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And that climb goes up. Uh, it, it ascends 805 meters, reaches 1,580 meters, and it's an average 6.5% over 12.3 kilometers. Pretty moderate on the whole compared yeah. to some of the climbs we've done previously. This whole stage, honestly, was just these shorter climbs between 
7.7 and 14.2 kilometers, which yeah. is long enough, but it's not to the point of it They're being not monsters. horribly, horribly long. So yeah. it was all right. And then we, the descent was very cool. You yeah. likened it to sort yeah. of an Italian style Yeah, it felt road. a little bit more like an Italian road. Lots and lots of switchbacks about two-thirds of the way down as you blast into the village. And, um, yeah, the, the way that the road was sort of just designed, it just felt like the, some of the climbs and, and descents I do in Italy, which is nice. really cool. Yeah, awesome switchbacks just stacked upon each yeah, other absolutely. as you drop into this valley. Really, really cool valley. And luckily, it was totally dry. It was dry, finally. And, and actually sunny yeah. and nice. So Yeah, so once we reached the Azat, it had pretty much stopped raining. It was clouds were breaking, and we were getting great views of the peaks. It was turning into a pretty nice day, and yeah, the descent was was mercifully dry. Mm -hmm. And then we went on to the Parasurd. Uh, you know, they climbed the Parasurd in the, in tour, the Tour de France yeah. this year. Actually, they climbed the opposite side. Yeah, we went up we the other did. way this year. Right. So we did the easy side, thankfully. Mm -hmm. um, just 9.8k, 5.6%. Yeah. Fairly steady, I thought. Never yeah. really too punchy. No, not too pitchy. Yeah. And so you sort of got to the section of the road where they would have diverged and gone up the Perigode all the way up to the top where that, that uh, airstrip was. Right, exactly. It was good. It yeah. was good. And then there then we was bombed into Luchon. Great descent off of that into, yeah, by near to Luchon where we are now at this... Yeah. Pretty nice hotel. It's yeah. pretty spacious, honestly. It's got kind of, of an apartment situation. It's pretty stuff. nice. Not yeah. bad. Not yeah, bad. Doing not a bad. load of laundry in the in the tub. Yeah, we're doing a little tub laundry. Mm -hmm. um, but we fortunately we did our bathtub gin before we do our bathtub laundry. Yeah, it's got, important to keep that keep the order of operations really exactly. organized there. Yeah, so, yeah. Got to go rinse that out after we're done with this pod. But mm -hmm. then the, after the descent, we were onto the Col du Portillon. One last little kick in the teeth. Very big, yeah, big kick in the teeth, I'd yeah, say. And yeah. that was time. They didn't time the Perisur descent, which is probably right. the best. Yeah, we, we had to cross the village and kind of it hairy. was a hectic day. There was yeah. some confusion. There were definitely some uh, yeah, they were crossing not guards super that attentive. were standing yeah. in the wrong place. Yeah, and, um, yeah. So we, we started the Portillon and right away, some steep pitches. Yeah, it was steep. The road um, was, you know, a little bit choppy, like not a super fast surface. Yeah. Didn't feel fast. And um, you could tell that that side of the, the valley gets a lot of sunlight. And so the rock faces on the side of it were definitely sort of radiating heat. Um, the lower part was shady, but yeah. then we just got up and out and it was steamy up there. Yeah, as soon as I said, it's nice <laughs> that this climb is shaded. We got to this baking oh. hot straightaway that yeah, was I knew you really 10% gradient, horrible, horrible, steep part. Yeah. I That climb, I don't really like that climb. No, we could... Not yeah. that fun. Nope, that was not fun after, after three of those other climbs. And it then, doesn't have a lot of rhythm. No rhythm. You know, a lot of the climbs today, I mean, beside the Parasword, were a little bit mixed. You know, the Aspen's a bit of a cruise, yeah. um, but the um, but the Azet definitely undulates and has a bit of that up and down stuff. So on paper, it sounds like 6.5%. Oh, that's totally manageable. But there's like a K or two of downhill in the middle there, which definitely means that the other parts are much steeper. It was a little a little odd, some of the climb, yeah. but that's fun, though. That's honestly. the Pyrenees. They're so different. Yeah. yeah, so different than anything that I've heard in personally Absolutely. back home. So, yeah, finished atop the Col de Portolone, and we actually crossed into Spain. Dipped our toes into Spain. So, yeah, we can stamp, that, stamp that page of the passport. Yeah, yeah. And uh, flipped it, headed down here, got cleaned up, and yet again another group shower at oh, a rugby yeah, stadium. Oh, yeah, like a rugby shower. Mm -hmm. We're getting really accustomed to it. Yeah, yeah, it's all normal now. Maybe that's just how it's going to go when I go back home. I'm going to just sure. start finding health clubs with very, very... <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. It would, yeah, I mean, eh, maybe not. Yeah. 
So that was stage four. Stage four, really fun one. And sort of on paper, we were talking about before last night that it reminds us of some of those kind of exciting shorter stages we've been seeing popping up in the Grand Tours these days where, you know, you end up with a, a lot of action, short and sweet, a lot of fireworks. Exactly. So, and it definitely came after a big day yesterday, too. Yeah, we were all softened up by going over the tournament. Oh, yeah. Real, really nasty. And then tomorrow, we've got stage five, which is a time trial of Super mm -hmm. Bagnier. Oh, yeah. The rest day, in rest quotes. Rest day, in quotes. Yeah. 17. Just an 18K uphill time trial. Well, it's only 17, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, 17. It oh. shouldn't be that bad. Well, I think we started K before then. <laughs> yeah, 6.9% 6 gradient, 1,170 meters of climbing. So we got that to look forward to. Really fun. Um, should be good. And then maybe a little bit more downtime. We won't be on the bike for five hours. Well... Hopefully we won't be on the bike for five hours tomorrow. Yeah, that's not going up that thing. That's not and uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be really fun. We're sort of settling to Bagnier de Luchon for the next couple nights as we do some stages around here. So we'll get to know it. And actually, we haven't even set out about town to find local wine shops yet, but we're going to do that soon. We are um, definitely going to do that. Yeah. Nah. And as always, this episode of the Velo News Podcast mini-series at the Haute Route Pyrenees is brought to you by Topical Edge. We can get, get hook you up with a free sample of Topical Edge. Just go to topicaledge.com slash News. Matt and I have been using it all mm -hmm. week. Yeah. I, think, I think it's been helping. I absolutely think so, too. And I Use also it. thought it was nice in the cold weather today. Yeah, it does help keep a little moisture off. Mm -hmm. Use it for recovery. Uh, this is a bicarbonate lotion that you put on your legs. It's way, way less... Uh, uncomfortable mm -hmm. than just taking a spoonful of baking soda. Oh yeah, that sounds bad for the I stomach. would not recommend that. Mm -hmm. So just go to topicaledge.com slash velonews. You can get a free sample. Just try it out, see if it works for you. And thanks to them for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, Matt, so we're pretty close to Spain. I think you said that Spain, maybe yeah. there's some Spanish wines we should be talking about here. Sure, yeah. I mean, today we finished on the Portillon, the very top of it, and uh, really we dipped our toes into Spain, and we hadn't quite realized we did that, but I was thinking about it later, and we sort of are somewhere along the stage, I think today we passed the halfway point of the oat route, and um, you know that's a nice little achievement to get behind us so far. So you know we've got we've got a lot of more great riding to do. But I figured too to talk about wine. You know, looking at where we are geographically, we've moved right down to the southernmost part of France, where just a few kilometers from here you're in Spain, and that kind of dips into Catalonia, which is known for its sparkling wine. So Cava, okay, Cava is a big, you know, it's almost like the Prosecco of Italy. It's a large scale kind of sparkling wine, but it is really fun and refreshing to drink. So check out some Cava. We're also not far from, we're a little far north of it, but down in the Southern Valley, essentially the opposite of where we, we are in, in the Spanish side is where you'd find Rioja. But I didn't want to talk about that. I want to talk about Cabardeche, which is a really odd grape or odd village with a, a really unique wine. And it's about halfway between the Mediterranean and the Atlantic, which is kind of exactly where we are. We're also halfway through our trip. And so Cabardeche is this really um, interesting village. They make red wines, I think almost exclusively, but feel free to correct me. But they make them out of, um, the, the blend that goes into them has to be half Bordeaux varieties, so it's things like Cabernet and Merlot. And then the other half has to be Mediterranean varieties like Syrah, Grenache, Carignan. So it's actually 
such a you'd never see that sort of blend anywhere else in in France because they're so sort of different but only in this one little area with this confluence of climates um, between Mediterranean and Atlantic they they make this really unique wine so I don't know if you find it it's not easy to find but check it out Cabardes that's C-A-B-A-R-D-E-S uh, for the village so mm. it's gonna be cool well we'll have to head over to the we'll go find some in the yeah. Cap de Vin Cap de Vin ouais. mm, parfait c'est bon C'est très bon. And, as always, I've done a little research on some of these climbs and the history of them, especially as it relates to the Tour de France. And I've got a couple little vignettes for you. Uh, let's start with the 1999 tour, which is, of course, the first year that Lance Armstrong crossed the finish line first. Uh, gotcha. And was given a yellow jersey on the Champs-Élysées. Mm. So, I mean, he's not in the record book. Take it or leave it, whatever. Either way, stage 15 of the 99 tour had, it was a big day. As you know, we've been talking about this so far. It's just crazy how big these days were that the Tour de France has done over the years. Yeah, a bit unreal. Relative to what we're doing here, which mm-hmm. is, it's hard, but it's not like Tour de France hard. So this stage, stage 15, five first category climbs, including a mountaintop finish, of course. So here's the rundown of these climbs. Col de Monte, which we are going to be doing on Friday and also in the opposite direction on Saturday, the final stage. Double mint. Uh, yeah, exactly. Then up the Portillon, which we did, and then the Perissourde, and Luron, and Pio Engalay. Please excuse the pronunciation. Uh, essentially, big, big climbs uh, and just a, just a, leg, monster. a leg breaker. And this is uh, the day that Fernando Escartin kind of sort of hit his stride a little bit. He's always a little bit of a nearly man in some of the Grand Tours he'd raced. Second in the Vuelta in 97 and 98. Seventh in the 95 Tour. Pretty close. You know, one of those guys, we see some of these guys in the current Tour. Sure. There's guys like, you know, Warren Bargetti had a few tours like that. This year, of course, he was sort of stage hunting. Right. Um, you know, Rigoberto Uran is mm-hmm. always pretty close. Yeah. Great, great Tour there, this year. Yeah. But, you know, never exactly the top, top of the, of the guys and someone who's going to win. So, but Escartine had a great day. He, he rode away on the Paris Tour, rode with Laurent Dufault. They just put in a huge attack in front of the Spanish fans, which, of course, were just going wild for it. Oh, yeah. And then he dropped Dufault on the Col de Val Laurent Azet. And that's how he won the day essentially that must be the backside of the azet that we did today i, I think it is i think it is we went through that village of laurent azet so exactly yeah, and the yeah. signs the signs actually mm-hmm. do have the full val laurent azet right. on it and, cool. but for brevity just go with azet yeah. and that moved fernando escartin up to second place overall and that's where he remained and that's that's the 99 tour now going way way back before that as i, I talked about the 1910 tour yesterday, but it's also worth mentioning it today because they did climb the Parasur uh, in that in that race. And uh, I, I think I actually neglected to to note how just brutally long and hard that stage was that they did in the 1910 tour. Uh, they they went to they went to Bayonne, which is where we started this entire oh boat route. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was crazy. Just thinking about that is crazy. Yes, I know. So they went from Luchon, where we are right now, to Bayonne. <laughs> That's crazy. 326 kilometers. They rode across the Parasur, 
which we did today, obviously. And they also did Aspen, which we uh, we did that. Yeah, we did it bright and early this morning. We did. Yeah. We must have, they must have been going the other direction yeah, over it. Yeah, I yeah. can barely remember these things any longer. Mm -hmm. We did Aspen today. Mm -hmm. uh, they also did the Tourmalay. I'll just favorite. pop over the Tourmalay yep. real quick. That was yesterday. Sure. Also probably from the hard side. Yes. And the Obisque as well. Oh, yeah. Just throw that in for fun. Yeah. It's just unbelievable what these guys did in 1910. Crazy. So they rode all the way to Bayonne, really just down. On dirt roads, likely, yeah, too. Yeah, you know. all the way out to the, to the Atlantic coast, where we started this entire thing. That's literally across back this on, whole entire southern part of France. Exactly. Back to where we started on Sunday, wow. essentially. So 1910 tour, chapeau. Quite a, quite a strong effort by those lads. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, absolutely unbelievable and uh, historic to think about. Last but not least, we've got our daily awards that we always do on this podcast. Pick out some funny things that happened to us today. Yeah, uh, sights unseen. Sights unseen. Yeah, exactly. All the weird stuff. Uh, let's. Oh, well, let's start with the weird, the weird award of the day. Oh, weird award of the day. Yeah, that was really cool. We well, especially for us too, because we go back to skiing backgrounds together. Yep, yeah, we do. What do we see people out there doing on the Parasaur today? Going up on roller skis. Roller skis, middle of August, they're going up. Oh boy, can I tell you how much. I mean, we were going up that thing. We, I was riding really hard, and you know, I was just thinking, boy, I'm so glad I'm not roller skiing. Up exactly. And just for the uninitiated, cross country skiing, you can do summer training on these like roller blades essentially yeah. that are very long and yeah. attached to your ski boots. Then you have poles and you have special tips for the pavement. Yeah. And you just. Suffer. In an attempt to replicate the motions of skiing while you're going up pavement and right. absolutely suffering. It's and awful. also, they're extremely dangerous. You can't go downhill on them. So I'm wondering, they must have been getting a ride back. I now. saw them pull over to a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was two people, uh, a couple, I assume, or a guy and a girl, whatever. They, Probably was, the French Nordic team. We said hi, we cheered them on, yep. and um, they were not going that slow, I'll add. No, 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 they were moving along. They were probably, yep. yeah, pretty... <laughs> Yeah, I was impressed. I was sure. impressed. And it, I'll, I will say that the Parasaur might be a decent climb to roller ski up because yeah. it's not too It's got a steep. nice steady gradient and as it was said, really well paved. So. It is well paved. That helps as well. Totally. But um, but still, never hey, again. Yeah, winter's winter's coming, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, winter's coming. Right around the corner. Save it for... They're getting trained up <laughs> yeah. for it. Save it for winter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, there was one other weird thing, right? That you, you had happened before you, we got on the Parasaur. Oh, the bonjour of the oh, day? yeah. Well, uh, I guess it's not the weird of thing of the day it's the bonjour it's of the, the day. bonjour of the day there you go. yeah we mentioned yeah. this yeah we mentioned this a couple podcasts ago french people in these little little uh little anywhere towns, little villages little villages hamlets the countryside they're very proper about just saying hello to you absolutely so we're sort of coming between the little valley road between the base of the azat and to the base of the start of the parasord and a couple little rolling villages and you know i spotted this Really classic old French guy sitting there on the side of the road, really nonchalantly, beret on, you know, sun-soaked look. Straight and, out of um, central casting. Yeah, and he, he gave us a little bonjour and a cheer, and we went ripping by, and it was really fun. Nice. Um, so, yeah, the bonjour of the day was definitely a sweet one and a good memory. That guy, whoever he is. Ah, chapeau to him. Chapeau. Merci. Monsieur. 
And I think we probably do have some regrets today, don't we? Oh, yeah. Today definitely was a day where regrets could happen, for yeah. sure. There's mm -hmm. a really nice Rafa rain jacket in my bag. Oh, yeah. So many great it's, things in our bags And today. it's so clean. It's oh, yeah. so clean because I didn't wear it in the it rain. It didn't even get wet. Didn't even get wet. Oh, yeah. We both have like two or three options for wet days. I've even and got like... They were all in our bags. Yeah, I've even got a like this special gore cap, like mm. a little cycling cap. Nice. Water resist didn't wear that no um uh, but on a lighter note i think that we should also mention that uh we regret not taking more advantage of our hotel last night oh in the eber lounge there was some serious lounge action in this hotel some very futuristic chairs yeah every level that you would go down on the elevator had these sort of really wild uh little sort of table and chair set up and some of them were really really funny and crazy looking so we yeah we we didn't really have the energy or time to sort of go lounge in, in what we called these ultra lounge we did eat lounge. the kebabs in one of the uh, we did have the, a couple we did the, have our daily kebab in, in um, the ultra lounge in yeah. the ultra lounge so we that did okay. take a little advantage of yeah that's all right it's all right we it's okay we really appreciated them next time we're in tarb and we're staying there yeah exactly we'll go to the ultra lounge go to the rex hotel mm -hmm. gotta love that euro stuff it's oh, so yeah. fun all right. Well, thanks again for listening. That's it for today. We'll hit you up tomorrow. Like I said, it's the time trial of Super Banier. And Super. as always, thanks to Topical Edge for sponsoring this podcast. Hit us up on Twitter, at Fellow News, and let us know what you think. Thanks.